Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What if you, as a parent, after you leave our church services, and I'm glad you're here, what if you never open this until you come back to church again two, three, four weeks from now? And your teenage son or daughter are watching you. What are you saying to them? Ah, it's not important. And then when they leave the church and drop out from God, you go, well, what's wrong? We raised you to love God. But there was no love for God's word. I can't change that for you. But you can't. You know, we have no idea how closely our children watch us. In many ways, the saying, lessons are caught more than taught, is very true. What are we doing? How are we living when we're not at church? Are we the same at home? How would our children answer that question about us? Pastor Mark is teaching the importance of having a consistent relationship with Jesus. That can't be accomplished without actually knowing who Jesus is. We find that out by reading about him in the Bible. Cultivating a consistent Bible study and prayer time will show our kids what's important in our lives. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with his continuing study called Role Models. Parents are to pass on the principles from the Word of God. From the Word of God. The writer challenges the parents to listen to God's instructions and God's warnings. To listen to God's instructions and God's warnings. Now look at me. Let me give you an illustration. If you're going to teach your child how to ride a bike... You not only give them instructions, how to get on, how to balance, get your helmet on, do all those things, get riding a bike. You'd only do that and then just say, here's the instructions, here to ride, have a nice life. And the next thing you hear is, bang. And your child went right out on the street. And you have to take the child to the hospital, they got a broken leg. Fortunate they weren't killed. What happened? Well, you gave them instruction, but you gave them no warnings. See, parenting always includes instructions and warnings. My background, as you know, is hospital pharmacy. Five years education, a year internship, doing all the pharmacy deal. What we would have to learn is this. There's a very narrow margin with medicines between health and death. If you measured something wrong, you probably would not cure the patient. You would kill the patient. So we had to learn both. Doctors have to do the same. In our lives, spiritually, 
there is always going to be God's instructions and God's warnings. It's necessary in all of our lives. Now, why do I say principles from the word of God? There's nothing more important than parents knowing the word of God and teaching these principles to their children. Now, why do I say there's nothing more important? Latest book from George Barna called Futurecast. Here's what he says. America is filled with people who are do-it-yourselfers when it comes to religion. Either making up God as they go along or dropping traditional beliefs and practices like going to church. Barna tells the USA Today, listen, people say, I believe in God, I believe the Bible is a good book, and then I'll simply believe whatever I want. That is the philosophy of today. You go to people and you say, what do you think about God? Oh, I believe in God. What do you think about the Bible? That's a pretty good book. Well, how do you live? Well, I, I do a little of God and a little of the Bible, and then I just do my own deal over here. Whatever I want. Well, wait a minute. That isn't right. You see, if parents don't know the Word of God, then they don't know the truth. Understand, only the Bible gives us answers to life. Only the principles of the Bible never change. It doesn't matter whether 6,000 years ago or 20,000 years in the future. If God doesn't come back. These verses that you and I are reading this morning are all in the Bible and they're living principles from an all-knowing God. I want to say this to you and I want to challenge you. I know that these principles work because God gave them to us. If you and I will follow them, these principles will work in your home. And by the way, some of you, as I go through this, you're going to feel condemned. Don't feel condemned. I already told you there's no perfect parent. You'll know that. It's never too late to start doing right. Now, here's the problem. If I have to teach the principles from the word of God to my children, what's the first premise I know? If I'm going to teach my child how to ride a bike, what has to happen? I have to know how to ride a bike. So what about the word of God? If I present the word of God to you as where the principles come from, Where the principles come from, what happens with that? Well, that means that the parent would have to know the scriptures. But what if, what if you as a parent, after you leave our church services, and I'm glad you're here, what if you never open this until you come back to church again two, three, four weeks from now? And your teenage son or daughter are watching you. What are you saying to them? (laughs) It's not important. And then, When they leave the church and drop out from God, you go, well, what's wrong? We raised you to love God, but there was no love for God's word. I can't change that for you, but you can't. You see, the only way to raise children is here. The only way to do life is here. And if the only contact you have with the word of God is when you come in this church, grab one from the, from the back or raise your hand. I'm glad you have a Bible. Don't get me wrong. But if that's the only time you touch it in a week, It speaks volumes to you kids. You need to understand the power of the word of God. Now, second thing I want you to write is this. How do we begin to pass these principles along? Because I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm going to be understanding as I hear the word of God. That's why we teach you. Here's number two principle. Parents must know God personally personally themselves. 
You see, to teach our children how to ride a bike, we need to first know how to ride a bike. If I represent this bike as being a Christ follower, I have to be a Christ follower to explain to my child what it means to be a Christ follower. If I'm going to teach my child how to ride this bike, I have to first know how to ride it. It's experience in my life. Doesn't come from a manual. If I'm going to teach my teenager later to surf, I have to surf. If I'm going to take my 15-year-old daughter out to drive a car, and you get in the car, and you as the parent look, and it's stick shift. What's that ride going to look like if you're not used to stick shift? And your daughter's going to go, get me out of this place right now. You see, I, watch me, I can't pass on something I'm not. So if I'm going to be active and passing my faith along, I have to know God personally. Before parents can be good role models in the home, they must first be good Christ followers. We cannot pass on a true faith in God if we ourselves don't know God personally. I want you to see this verse in Deuteronomy. It starts with a warning, Deuteronomy 4.9. But watch out. Be careful never to forget. Notice what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories... Escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. What is that talking about? It's talking about the Jewish people who experienced all these miracles of God bringing them through uh, the Passover, bringing them through the Red Sea, getting them to the land of Israel, giving them houses that they never built. All of those principles, there to go and never let those memories move from their life. It was something personally that God did for them. It was transferred to their children. Their children were transferred to their children. And today, those principles still go on. When we left Israel just on Friday, they were celebrating Rosh Hashanah. The brand new year is getting ready to go to the holiday of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. Where did all that come from? Thousands of years ago. So notice what it says. Things you yourself have seen. Serving Jesus Christ is not a weekly thing. It's not a monthly thing. It's not a bi-year thing, Easter and Christmas. Serving Jesus Christ is a daily lifestyle and experience with God. He's always doing fresh new things in our life. We are to pass those on to our children so that they understand that God is to be active in their lives. You see, what you yourself have seen before there was a church... Or a school, there was a home. Now, I want to ask you three questions this morning. I don't want you to answer, but I want you to think about them. Actually, I'm going to give you three statements. Here's number one. Parents, you should be able to lead your children to Christ when they are ready. When your five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old comes to you and says, Mom, Dad, I've been learning about Jesus. I've been learning about sin. I know that Jesus paid for my sins. 
I want to become a Christian. That should be to you one of the greatest days in your whole life. And you as a parent should be able to explain to them salvation and sin and lead them to Jesus Christ. You should not have to call the church and say, I need the children's pastor to explain to my child how to become a believer. Ask yourself if you could do it in their terms. I remember the night, 524 Emmons, Wyandotte, Michigan, that in an upstairs flat after a Sunday night service, I was five. I said to my mom and dad as they put me to bed, I want to accept Jesus Christ tonight. They came in, they knelt down, and led me to Jesus Christ. In a few few days, that's 63 years ago. They were passing on what was passed to them. I'm passing on what was passed to me. That's the circle of life. Number two, if you're a parent, you should be able to explain to your children what it means to be water baptized. If you're a Christian this morning and you've never been water baptized, how could you explain it to them when you yourself are in disobedience? You should be able to simply explain to them what it means. What is water baptism? Cardinal doctrines of the Christian faith. Number three, you as a parent, in simple terms, should be able to explain to your children when they're old enough what it means And why we take communion. So just think about those things. Here's principle number three. Parents are to obey God fully. You see, we pass on not just what we say, but how we live. More is caught than taught. Now, we already talked about no perfect parents. But we are to pass on not just our words, but our lifestyles. Our children are very perceptive, and they know if a parent is real, and they know if a parent understands spiritual things and is really living those. Now, many children, when they're old enough, simply stop going to church and often drop out because their parent was a hypocrite in the home. Now, when you think about that, it sounds to many of us like a hypocrite in the home, a hypocrite in the church. I'm a PK. That's a pastor's kid. Do you know that in my day, being raised, most pastors' children didn't serve God. Many of them didn't serve God when they got old enough. You know why? Because the dad that they saw in the pulpit was very different than the dad in the home. Why am I here today? Not that I had a perfect parent, that's impossible. But my dad was real at home and in the pulpit. By God's grace, what you see is what you get at home. My kids would say the same thing, not not touting me. But I learned to be real. Now that's not a new problem in the church. One day Jesus was speaking to his disciples And he said something pretty shocking. I'll read it to you and then show you the last verse. It's found in Matthew 23. Listen. Then Jesus said to the crowds and his disciples, Now the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So Jesus said, Your teachers 
are real. They're teaching the word of God. Look what he says in verse 3. So practice and obey whatever they tell you. They're teaching you the Bible. They're right on. They're right on. So practice what they tell you. But look what he adds. But don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they teach. Whoa. In other words, Jesus was talking way back then about hypocrites. See, God is not interested in lip service, but real obedience. Not somebody that's something here and something very different when you walk out the door. Say, well, it's okay, it's okay, nobody knows. If you have children, they know. God knows. And you're about to destroy the next generation in your home. Not perfect. So I want to teach you a new word today. You won't find it in the dictionary. I want you to be a really. Uh, just a really. R-E-A-L-I-E. My spell checker went crazy. A really and not a phony. Would you just turn to your neighbor and say, I want to be a really. I want to be a really. Would you do that right now? Just tell them. I want to be a what? Let's say it loud. I want to be a. Oh, really? Wouldn't that be nice? Florida today. Calvary Chapel, Aurelis. Man, that would confuse the world, wouldn't it? Now, what do I mean by that? Simply what it says. Be who you are. May your words match your lifestyle. Because you're impressing so many people. Principle number four. Parents are to obey willingly, not just fully, but willingly. Adrian Rogers has a great illustration of this. Listen. Have you ever tried to take a tasty bone away from a dog? (laughs) It's a good way to get bitten. But what if you put a stake down right next to it on the ground? The dog will drop the bone to get that stake. This is a mistake so many parents are making today. They spend their time telling their children, don't do this, don't do that, that's wrong. By such behavior, these parents are failing an entire generation. Many times, children are never shown the riches of Jesus Christ. In every 24-hour cycle, there are multitudes of teaching moments for sharing and modeling life in Christ. You see, we have to begin living as if following God is the best lifestyle in all the world. Because it is. Your child can't hear you say, well, why are we going to church today? Well, I got to turn my ties in. By the way, you can do it online so you don't have to come. (laughs) Well, Dad, why am I paying my ties? Because Balmer said I have to pay them. Well, when that kid begins 15 and has his first paper, oh, nobody takes the paper. When he mows lawns and he gets ready to tithe, what will he do? Well, while he's in the home, he's going to have to give his 10% off the top. But the moment he's out of that home, he ain't ever given again. Why? Because he was taught to obey because you have to rather than you get to. Parents, do not make following Jesus Christ a burden. 
It's the greatest lifestyle in all the world. When you and I get to obey God, amazing things happen. Look at this verse. This is a simple verse, but you ought to have it behind your eyeballs. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord, your God. You see, children need to be taught by parents that are proactive and positive. Always talking about your living faith. When you got laid off, what are we going to do, mom and dad? When the house payment's due and we don't have it, how are we going to do it? They need to see that you're trusting God. When there's an emergency, there's a surgery, there's all kinds of things happening. They need to see mom and dad are trusting God, trusting God, trusting God, trusting God. So that when they leave the home, what did they learn? To trust God, to trust God, to trust God. Explain all those things. When you as a parent fail, be real. Tell them. Maybe before you got married, you failed. Good things to tell the kids. Because failures are not final with God. Our kids need to want to obey God. Because they know it's the right thing to do. And it is blessing. Now understand... That means that parents are to be active in every aspect of their child's life. Every aspect. There's a God part in all of that. Teach your children to obey God because they get to. Not because they have to. And it can't just be your mouth. It's got to be your lifestyle. Now, look at verse 3. Psalm 78, verse 3. Stories we have heard and known... Stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. The things God has done in our lives as a husband and wife. We will tell the circle these two words. The next generation. All about the glorious deeds of the Lord. About his power and his mighty wonders. We will tell the next generation the goodness of God. That you can bet your life on God. You can allow God to be the center of your life. And everything eventually will work out for good. The next generation. What do we have to do with the next generation? Let me show you what that's all about. He says, we will tell the next generation. I want to do something and... uh, It's very important that you obey me. If you're 50 and older, I want you to stand. Now, don't give me the chance. I want people to know that I'm 50. Just stand. If you're 50 and over, just stand. Now, look around at you. Now, here's what I want you to do. A little math. I want to add 50 years to your age right now. All of you that think... You'll be dead by the time those 50 years are added to your life. Please sit down. I want to see if there's anybody standing. Today, Pastor Mark reminded us of the important role parents have in passing on the principles of God to their children. First, of course, the parents themselves have to know God. In addition, we learn the importance of obeying God. This obedience will result in blessings to our lives from God and will demonstrate to the world the changes God can make in their lives too. We 
know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will wrap up Role Models Part 3. He will continue teaching about the need for us Christ followers to be honest with one another. We'll be reminded that as this world continues to move further away from God's principles, we need to be obedient to God's Word. The difficulties this might cause will be balanced by the blessings received from God as a result of our faithfulness. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious, Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.